Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is an apostrophe podcast production. Here's one little question that has no simple answer. How does being alone bring us closer? My name is Peg Fong. I'm a journalist and an educator. Come join me as we explore loneliness together. Diehard sports fans give their hearts to the game they love. And in Brazil, that is literally the case. Football team sports club Recife has some of the world's most devoted fans. So devoted, they like to claim their fans for life, from birth to death. That till death do us part devotion was helpful and useful when sports club Recife asked its fans to do something. In a campaign created by Ogilvy and Mather in Brazil, fans were asked for something they had been reluctant to give before. Yet when their team asked them to help reverse the country's deadly low organ donation rates, fans stepped up to give it their all. The immortal fan campaign showcased people needing organ transplants, and those organs, it was hoped, would come from fans after their deaths. I promise your eyes will keep on watching Sports Club Recife, said one fan, Adriano Dos Santos, who was waiting for a corneal transplant. Your heart will always beat for the team, said a heart transplant patient, Maria Dos Santos, as she wiped away tears from her eyes. The Immortal Fan Campaign assured fans that if they donated their organs after they died, they could continue forever being fans. Their eyes would still watch every game through its donors. 
their hearts and their lungs will continue to beat and breathe in the chest of fans for the team they love. For diehard fans, sports is an outlet for them to feel connected to the athletes they admire and idolize. There's something about athletic achievement. It makes us want to be that good at something, and we are in awe of what they can do. And we want to show that awe in different ways, by wearing their numbers on jerseys, hats with their team logo, the swoosh on our runners. One sports club Recife fan even suggested with his donor card that he's figured out a way to beat his team's rivals after death. When I donate my organs, he promised, and my lungs go to a guy from a rival team, he will breathe sports club Recife. There's a connection to athletes. We watch them struggle to come back from injury and defeat. And we feel like we are part, even as spectators, when they accomplish their goals and stand on top of the field as champions. Athletes push themselves to peak performance, devoting years of long hours and alone time to achieving a goal that leads them to victory, crosses them to the finish line, or land that big knockout in the ring. On the outside, they are in top physical shape. But inside, mentally, it's a lonely place for athletes. I've always thought one of the loneliest places an athlete could be was at the top of a mountain and about to race downwards. It seemed to me, looking up, that it must be just about the scariest and loneliest place possible for skiers, snowboarders, and ski jumpers. They're perched on sticks at the top of a great height. But that's not the case, says Mercedes Nickel, a friend and an Olympic competitor for Canada at Turin in 2006, Vancouver in 2010, Sochi in 2014, and Pyeongchang in Korea in 2018. For me, it's not a lonely place at the top because I've got the starter there, I've a coach there, and I've got my friends there. Yes, I am standing there and I'm visualizing my run and I know I want to do well, but there's still this camaraderie at the top of the half pipe that is something that's special when it comes to snowboarding. And, and people might not see that, so it's nice to shed light that there is that camaraderie with, with all the athletes at the top. Like, yeah, the video might focus in on, on just me standing there and I'm all by myself, but I've literally just high-fived someone. So <laughs> it's not that lonely. For her sport, snowboarding, which she started at age 13, after switching from skiing and figure skating, Nichols said there weren't many times when she was active or competing, even as a solo athlete, when she felt alone. In Whistler, where Nicole grew up and was surrounded by others who did the same things she did, it was common to do three to five sports in one day, every day. When she began competing, she lived in the mobile world of elite athletes, top performers, Olympians. We do have this like ease, this connection, especially when it comes to Olympians. We have a lot to share and a lot to talk about that you don't really have to explain in great detail because they already understand it. And that is one of the coolest and 
best things that I could ever ask for because you don't have to break everything down and go into the specifics of what you did or what you're doing because you can just kind of start from there. You don't have to start from scratch. Where Nicole had to start from scratch is something all professional athletes at some point go through, a major injury that left her suddenly for the first time after years of active and a physical life alone. It was the last five minutes of practice before the women's half-pipe competition at Sochi 2014. Nicole was at full speed, but in an instant, everything slowed down. She knew something was wrong. The snow, as she describes, was too soft, and as she initiated her rotation, instead of a mellow crash landing on the deck, she fell backwards more than two stories. She hit the snow hard, smashing her right hip, then the right side of her face. She could move, and she told herself she could get up. There was only five minutes left of practice time. She competed, but was in total agony. Later, she found she had two vertebrates out of place in her neck, sprained ribs, and a mild concussion that turned out to be not so mild. That night, on crutches, she went with her friends and fellow athletes to a club. There were bright lights, loud music, and Mercedes Nickel saw all that, heard all of it, felt it, and vomited. It was the beginning of her loneliest journey as an athlete. Coming from an industry where you literally travel with your team, you live with your team almost all year round, and going from that to being injured and alone is literally probably one of the loneliest times of of my life, for sure. We give our hearts, and in the case of Brazilian soccer fans, eyes, lungs, livers, and kidneys to the athletes that inspire us. In return, we demand from them top performance and excellence. Athletes, Nicole says, know the fans and the spectators are there watching and waiting for them to start, whether it's a 30-second sprint or a four-hour marathon. But for her and many other professionals she knows, they have to tune out everything around them in order to be focused and locked in mentally during their competitions. It is lonely to not be able to exult in that moment of anticipation that fans have on the outside when athletes are ready to jump off and lift off, and sometimes when they crash and have to get up on their own. What's the loneliest sport? Here are a few possibilities. Long-distance running, long-distance swimming, diving, weightlifting, balance beam gymnastics. Most of us may immediately think of solo sports with athletes on their own. Now, what do you think are some of the loneliest positions in sports? Consider what it must feel like to be a baseball pitcher on the mound with all eyes from the fans and the hitter watching you and waiting for you to throw the ball. When the game isn't going well, everyone blames the pitcher. And if it's really looking bad, the pitcher gets pulled and another is put in place, called out and called off the mound. 
the pitcher who carries so much of the game on his shoulders gets yanked in front of all the fans. That has to be a humiliating and lonely position to be in. Or consider this position, kickers on football teams. Some people have called them the resident aliens of a football team because they are so specialized. Usually, they don't even practice with the team in order to preserve their kicking leg strength. The loneliest positions in team sports, which are very social, like baseball, football, soccer, are the ones, I would say, where the player is kept deliberately away and at a distance, like goalies. How lonely are goalies? In soccer and in hockey, they're closest physically to their opponents. Their teammates are all on the other side. During the Canada and Sweden gold medal match in women's soccer during the Tokyo Games last August, the perspective of the goalkeeper was heightened by the final round to determine the outcome, who would get gold and who gets silver. It was up to the goaltender for each side, Steph Labe for Canada and Hedvig Lindahl, the Swedish goalie. It all came down to whoever scored the most goals, or in the goalie's perspective, whoever led in the least goals during a shootout. Both teams counted on their goalkeepers to make the crucial save when needed. More than one player gets a turn in a shootout, but only one goalkeeper faces every striker on their own. Legendary NHL goaltender Ken Dryden in his book The Game said hockey goalies have more in common with competing goalies on the other side of the ice than they do with their own teammates. Only other goalies, even on another team, understands the loneliness of the position. And Glenn Hall, who holds the NHL record for more continuous games played than anyone else at 502, threw up before every single game. That's the pressure and loneliness of sports. Goalie Patrick Waugh was so used to being on his own that he says his closest teammates were his goalposts. Waugh, who won four Stanley Cups and is considered one of the greatest goalies of all time, had what may be considered a peculiar quirk to the rest of us. Only goalies may think, well, of course. Patrick Waugh once famously admitted that he talks to his goalposts. Come on, guys, he would tell them. Help me out, he would say. When you're talking to goalposts, as some goalies do, that's pretty lonely. Let's stretch. A few push-ups. Stop some pucks. Go for a run. Hold on. We'll go with you. And we'll be right back. 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I used to do boxing and I trained boxing multiple times a week still. And uh, I write a lot of, uh, about boxing because they, they've called boxing the loneliest sport. You know, that's because... You know, you are alone. When in that ring, when you get against your opponent, it doesn't matter if you have three people in a corner as your corner people. I mean, during your 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 breaks, you don't even really hear what they're saying because your mind is only focused on your opponent, and you are alone against that opponent in that ring. Same way in uh, you know marathon or gymnastics and, and many other sports, it's really you against the competitor, you know, your opponent, or having to perform. And it's a very, very lonely place to be. Boxer Tommy Wallstrom, it's a sports management expert and the provost at the United States Sports Academy in Daphne, Alabama. He says the stakes are high in professional sports, and particularly in some sports like boxing. Most fighters will tell you they don't fear getting hurt as much as they fear being humiliated in the ring because the fighter alone wears the loss or the knockout. That's one reason why it's so lonely for athletes, he says. They have to be at peak performance externally, yet so much that factors into whether they win or lose is internalized inside their own thoughts. If doubt comes in, even in the most fleeting way, all is lost. You need people around coaches, fans, family members who will tell you you're not going to lose, you're going to win, you're not going to lose. 
but only you, the athlete, knows how it feels, says Wallstrom. That's why Wallstrom believes that the wall elite athletes are breaking through are so important to all of us in understanding our own sense of isolation. There's a difference between being lonely and social isolation. And when it comes to athletes, both of those play a factor. When athletes have little contact with others, friends, families, coaches, they're socially isolated. Athletes have to often undergo long periods of training on their own, even before the pandemic. Research has found that individual athletes, when compared to athletes who play on teams, are more likely to experience depressive symptoms. In Mercedes Nickel case, her sport, snowboarding, is dominated by very social people. Snowboarders love to party, she says, but her concussion and depression that were the subsequent result of her injury cut her off from people. That was when she was loneliest, she says. Her standard was to be with others, not by herself, even at the top of mountains. Injury stopped that, leaving her alone and isolated from the support system that made competition and sport a place where she was always with others. Olympians like swimmer Michael Phelps and gymnast Simone Biles are revealing their inner state of mind, being open that what goes on inside an athlete's head is something that goes beyond competition, beyond winning. Their own sense of safety, emotionally and physically, is more important than gold medals. Everyone doubts what they're capable of achieving. But with athletes, many of us may not understand that their doubts go beyond being just a little afraid. If Simone Biles loses her orientation of where she is in the air at any given time, it's a matter of life and death. When you're upside down and you land on your neck as a gymnast or a snowboarder, or if you're a boxer and you step into a blow or take a wrong hit, your life is at risk. What do athletes do better than the rest of us? One thing that may not immediately come to mind is they listen to their own thoughts and pay attention to what's happening internally. A few years ago, the United States Sports Academy had a team of elite Chinese Olympians on their campus for teaching and training. One of them, a gold medal winner in shooting, told students and coaches how she prepares for competition. And she was saying that how important it is to uh, deep reading and really kind of like meditation in a sense that you have to be able to uh, lower your, your heartbeat and you have to be able to calm your body because in a shooting, you're literally putting the trigger between your heartbeats. You know, so you have to listen to your heartbeat, you have to listen to your breathing, and you really just have to be kind of in a meditative state in that point that you don't let any thoughts kind of enter your mind and they can alter your heartbeat. And, and obviously that's a very different... This is why every athlete meditates, Wallstrom says. They talk themselves out of thinking they can't do something. And it's also why some try to talk their way into their opponent's head. Think about what boxer Muhammad Ali used to do with his legendary trash talk. He once said, I've wrestled with alligators. I've tussled with a whale. 
I done handcuffed lightning and throw thunder in jail. You know I'm bad. Just last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. If you were going against the Louisville lip, as Muhammad Ali was sometimes called, you had to fight off those inner punches in your own mind first. Athletes know how to dodge those doubts. If Muhammad Ali was the greatest of all time, the opposite of the GOAT may be Charlie Brown, one of the most unskilled athletes of all time, at least in comic strips. He was often depicted as being utterly incapable of doing anything athletic, especially kicking a football. Time and time again, he was the target of ridicule from his peers, especially Lucy. A study published in the Journal of Sports Behavior by researchers at the University of Alberta found some statistical truth in that and confirms the experience of anyone picked last for their team in gym class. Children seen as athletic by their peers were better liked and less likely to say they were lonely than unathletic children. Kids who reported higher levels of loneliness received assessment from their peers that they had lower athletic ability and lower social acceptance. Past studies have found that loneliness in childhood and adolescence is associated with many psychosocial and emotional problems, and prolonged loneliness has the potential to seriously undermine an individual's psychological, emotional, and physical well-being. Lonely children are often less physically active and less fit, and more likely to experience tension and anxiety than their non-lonely counterparts. In adolescence and early adulthood, loneliness has been linked to behaviors including cigarette smoking, marijuana use, and alcoholism, as well as an increased risk of school dropout and depression. A child's likelihood of being accepted by their peer group was linked to their ability to undertake athletic abilities. It was the first time that a study linked the relationship between loneliness and perceptions of athletic competence in elementary school children. For athletes, COVID-19 caused them considerable stress, especially for those who compete. Their training had to stop, especially in team sports during the early months of the pandemic. National and international travel for competitions weren't happening, and careers and income became uncertain. That period of lost time led many athletes to be taken down just when they had reached their peak performance. Some can recover. For most of us, it was months of lockdown. For athletes, that time was what they had spent years training in cycles that had been set and known and prepared for. No matter what physical shape you're in, no one is immune from isolation and the stress put on our mental health. The challenges athletes have include the demands of competition, lack of social support when fans turn on them. They get injured, they're in pain, they achieve and they are defeated. For many athletes, there's still a self-stigma that prevents them from talking about the isolation and the loneliness of being on the field the champion's ring, in the net, the top of the mountain, and even on the podium. 
can we do it? All of us wonder, even top athletes. And we should take away what many of them know. Listen to yourself. Even your own heartbeat tells you something. At the end of the day, we're not just entertainment. We're humans, Simone Biles said. She didn't need to trash talk her opponents to succeed. Instead, she listened to herself. That makes her the greatest of all time. Other greats, NHL goalie Patrick Waugh talked to himself through his goalposts, and they talked back to him. Some nights they made the big saves for the goalie, and in some games, Waugh believed his goalposts will have a bad night too, and that's okay. No goalposts can stop every puck. Athletes will tell you there's always a time in training and in competition when their mind is competing with their body. Everything in the body says stop, enough, and they have to break through that to conquer their thoughts, overcome that loneliness. The athletes we sometimes admire the most are the ones that are out there alone, pitchers, boxers. They can't depend on a teammate. Even though they have thousands of fans and are paid exorbitant salaries, they are often paid, in fact, to be the loners. Boxers are the highest paid athletes in the world. Why? It is the loneliest sport. Runners know that loneliness, and snowboarders, gymnasts, and goalies. They are athletes because they're not letting the mind take over. They can make it up that hill, they can swim faster, they can lift heavier, they can land on their feet and make it past the finish line. Those same loners are also capable of stupendous feats of athleticism. Those moments us mere mortals could never do. Moments immortalized on highlight reels forever. As spectators, we watch that and we can excel through the athletes we admire. In the case of sports club Recife fans, they can also be immortalized. When your favorite team asks for your heart, some are willing to give it for a good cause. The Immortal Fan Campaign changed lives and gave life. The tagline Sports Club Recife has some of the most passionate fans in Brazil. They want to be fans forever. Now they can. In the first year of the campaign, with organ donation cards distributed at the stadium or through an app or sent to homes, donations went up by 54%. Waiting lists for heart and corneal transplants went down to zero. From five to six heart transplants a year, one hospital did 28 of them after the campaign started, a direct link to fans giving their organs for the game they loved after they died. It exceeded all expectations. Everything for Sports Club Recife is one chant, even after death. Every athlete needs a team, someone in their corner to tell them they can, and every fan has something they can give in return. We may be alone, but we are alone together. Alone Together was directed by Callie O'Reilly. Sound engineer is Jeff Devine. Music by Ian Lefevre and Ari Posner. The producers are Guillermo Serrano and Allison Pinches. 
I'm Peg Fong, the host and writer. If you like this episode, please subscribe and review us. You can find us wherever you get your pods. Be our fan. You don't have to give us your lungs or your livers. But if you follow us on social at apostrophe pod, we'll give you an organ. Oh, sorry, what was that? Oh, I read that wrong. An organic chocolate bar. That's what I meant. This series is executive produced by Terry O'Reilly. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 